Good morning. I am Cindy Vonna. Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word 1490 AM. Information with inspiration, reminding you that we are streaming live at klgo.net, and you can also catch up with Evelyn and I at lovetalknetwork.com. Of course, that means in the studio with me is First Lady of Love, Miss Evelyn Davison. Good morning, Miss Davison. Good morning, Miss. <laughs> Aren't we proper? I tell you, we have got so much together time now these days. Oh it it is really exciting. It is. The, this week we um, kicked off a couple of new programs on the TV station that we're part of. And uh, just thinking about where we are in our life and thinking about where we've been and where God wants us to go. Uh, it kind of makes me tired a little bit. I want to go to bed and take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> but it's August. Now, keep in mind, everybody wants to go to bed and take a nap. <laughs> well, I know, and, and we're getting ready to prevent and I take a little trip and go on Boy. an anniversary. Way to uh, go, girl. Yeah, and so there's lots of things going on. Putting out the Good News Journal this week. Still have a little room for advertising if some of our friends are interested. Uh, the there's just so much that so that is a part of our life that mm-hmm. uh, is just a blessing from mm-hmm. Him, and then a blessing that we can deliver to others. And you know, it's just you get tired and been kind of puny, but. Every morning I get up, I think, Lord, you made another day. <laughs> yeah. Boy, we should do that. Not in the sense of, well, uh, somewhat in the sense of surprise, because, yeah. you know, uh, it isn't just another day. Mm-mm. It's never just another day. It is uh, a miracle wow. each yeah. and every day. You know, uh, yesterday I was out. I finally made myself get out and walk the dog. Oh, really? And, well, I didn't want to because you and I both have we've been at our best this week. We had a little viral thing yeah. or something. Anyway, but I was like, this dog is driving me crazy. I'm going to walk this dog. Uh, and uh, so, and it was hot. It was like 105. Oh, and, but, you know, I was determined to wear this little dog out. Anyway, I there's a house in our neighborhood that uh, where there's a gentleman that I know has really gone through some health issues. Mm. I have seen him on a walker. I see Uh that they have home health care. I see them sitting on their patio and they're, they're elderly, but you know, that, that to me, that, you know, that. Are they as old as I am? I have no idea. I haven't (laughs) asked them about their years, but I know that they're senior citizens. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I was happened around the corner at the same time that the family was coming out of the house, what looked like a daughter and grandchildren. And I, and I just across the street, I yelled, hey, are you the family members mm. of this, you know, at this home? And I said, yes. And I said, well, I just want you to know that I see, is it your daddy? And she said, yes. And she's mm-hmm. probably more my age. And I said, well, I just want you to know I pray regularly for your dad. I see him out on the porch. I've seen him struggle. She looked at me and she said, you pray for my dad you know, Cindy. and I said well yeah because it's really I said I was, actually I felt badly because they're you know they're several blocks away from us but you know I'm always in the car usually when I see him or walking you know walking the dog but not like you are to your next door neighbors anyway all to say she was stunned by that and she said to me she said you know uh, he broke both hips 
in one year, and uh, it is, but we serve a miraculous God. And for her, it was a little bit of a miracle to hear that sure. to hear that someone was praying for her family. So, you know, we're off doing television. We have a regular life where we have to get out and walk the dog, <laughs> mop the floors, clean the bathrooms, pray for our neighborhood neighbors as we're zooming in and out of the neighborhood. And then you find out about a little family mm-hmm. who's, you know, been shut in for over a year and the hope that they would feel from knowing that they've been prayed for. That's why we come and do Love Talk every week. It is, Cindy, and it's so exciting because every day the Lord shows us in one way or another the value of our devotion to him. Hmm. And it comes sometimes when we're disappointed in ourselves that we didn't do something. Uh, And then other times it comes as a great surprise that, mm-hmm. you know, here you opened up in a way that, or made yourself vulnerable because, you know, there is danger out there when you. But I will tell you, this has been an assignment for over a year mm-hmm. and the Lord arranges it for me to see this c- couple that, you know, sit out on their porch regularly. And, uh, well, I want to ask you a question about that because, you know, uh, you you start off by saying, Sometimes he arranges it out of the disappointment of ourselves. What more could we do? We Mm -hmm. should do more, blah, 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 blah. All the things that we beat ourselves up about until we beat ourselves into a place of doing nothing. But what about the disappointment that we read, you know, in the news and all Mm. around us where people do the same thing? Well, what difference do I make? And yeah. what difference does God make? In we that? have that question to ask of us often, Cindy. But, you know, I think that uh, people who do not know how to seek God, and we've been talking about that, mm-hmm. uh, they, they don't understand how he reveals himself in ways like he did with you, with your neighbor, uh, and don't understand some of the good things that are happening because they live by the headlines of the media, which is so polluted in our nation right now, that it's very difficult to believe anything that comes out of the regular media. Just this week, you know, we've had the the Patriots. I, uh, I always forget what they are. Um, the at the Texas Cap, the Patriot, oh, Academy. Patriot Academy. Yes. Yeah, that and is a those good young, thing. Cindy, those young people are so excited about serving uh, in areas of of not necessarily importance, but leadership, learning how to be a leader that God can use in a nation or in a state. Mm-hmm. And I know Rick Green and, and David Barton, and them, they have a tremendous ministry doing that, and some of the others do as well. But we, those are not things that the normal uh, rationale of people uh, recognize, that there are people like the young people out of the Patriots Academy, who have a heart for this nation and who have a heart for God and who want to be used by him. And so mostly what they see is when there's their babies that, you know, are eating dirt because they don't have anything to eat. And they wonder, you know, what is Christianity doing for them? Uh, mm. They look at, uh, at young mothers who or, or young women who become pregnant. And, and we had a good TV program with Lori DeVille, DeVille this week, uh, and wonder, you know, why God would let that happen. Uh, the thing that we have to go back to 
is the principle of the yes life that we've talked about for a number of months now. God says yes to the good things, but he gives us the authority and the privilege of saying whether we're going to say no or yes. And saying no to the moral issues of life bring up consequences that God leaves with us. Mm. You know, that's interesting that you'd mentioned this because I've been in, you know, following on the heels of some of the historic things that have taken place in Texas at the Capitol mm-hmm. over this summer as we had three special sessions, uh, two of which around the very issue of life. Now we are following on the heels of that. San Antonio has not been able to take a draw a deep breath no. before they found themselves embroiled locally in an ordinance that came out of the city council that said that they were going to ban any uh, kind of a religious beliefs that would be a bar- barrier or a hindrance to uh, those, uh, in other words, they were going to bar those who have religious convictions that would be in opposition to homosexuality or, or gay yeah. and lesbianism. And I specifically talked about religious beliefs. And so, boy. From serving, Cindy. That's right. So, that's the bottom line. Uh, there, I mean, everybody has jumped on that. I mean, it's like all that has took place at the Capitol. Many of those people who came from San Antonio to right. participate at the Capitol are now very involved uh, at the at the San Antonio City Council, as they continue you know, that, to have meetings, they'll have meetings uh, this Wednesday, August the fourteenth, Evelyn, and the twenty first uh, to talk about uh, the imposition and the un, this proposal, whether it is unconstitutional or not. Senator Ted Cruz has come out and, of course, blasted the whole thing. Jonathan sure. Sines from yeah. Texas Values was down there this week. I know our good friend Carol Everett was mm-hmm. out in Bryan College Station. You know, I mean, these kinds of things were the uh, chipping away of the good news. Right. Not just the good news of everything good that's happening, but the good news meaning the gospel. Absolutely. Uh, we, we continue to have to be vigilant in that. Well, there is a movement in this nation, and we recognize that, that uh, Christians are not to have any say-so in any area of government. And um, that's You're what this is. just a hater. That's what this uh, San Antonio thing is. I also have one down at Lamarck going on right now. I talk, I did a TV interview with um, Jonathan Sines this week, and that's some of the things we talked about. And that'll be onpointbroadcasting.com either this week or next week. So you can tune into that and, and find out what, you know, Jonathan has to say. He is a professional, an attorney, works in these areas of values. And what the bottom line is this, Cindy, we have got to stand our ground. We have got to stand at the door of heaven and knock and seek God's will and God's plan and God's purpose, his provision and his protection for us as we serve for such a time as this. Mm, that's good. We're going we're gonna to take our break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk a little bit about doctrine and disagreement as we continue dialoguing around saying yes to God. This is Love Talk on the Word.
Good morning. I am Cindy Vonna. Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the Word Studios, 1490 AM, information with inspiration, reminding you that we're streaming live at klgo.net. You can also get the audio portion of this program on our latest blog at lovetalknetwork.com, reminding you as well that we are uh, at onpointbroadcasting.com. And uh, you can catch our programs there. And boy, we've got a thousand ways to goodnewsjournal.net, lovetalknetwork.com, opbn.tv. Let's that's see. F- that's Ellen. the simplest, Cindy. Yeah. O P T and Yeah. No. Yeah. And you can also tweet me at CS Vana. And we got a, we've got the, uh, uh, the Texas Freedom Dinner coming up. The Praying for the Soul of America Freedom Celebration. We got that coming up, Evelyn. In January. In January. Mm-hmm. But I mention it now because uh, we've got uh, Lieutenant Colonel Brian Birdwell oh, coming, Cindy. and that's going to be awesome. He is the he is a retired military man, a lieutenant colonel who served in the Pentagon, uh, and was there on nine one one when the plane hit the Pentagon and. He said surgery 39 mm, times. Mm, mm, Christian, oh, he loves the Lord Jesus. I know him personally, and we are really excited to have him come and speak to us that night. Great. And we'll be talking about, you know, how it is when the hard times come, what do you do? You call out to God, and what he did when he opened the door from his office when that plane hit, all of that diesel that was on fire engulfed him, and all he could say was, God, help me. God, help me. And immediately, the sprinklers overhead came on and put the fire out on him. And he got back in his office. Now, that's a miracle, Cindy. Those are the things that God does. And they, they come as a re- result of our knocking at the door and seeking him. And, and so we want to talk about some of those ideas. That well, people have I about love this. that because, you know, there's the knocking at the door. Mm-hmm. And then so much of what people understand about God comes under the heading of doctrine. Yes. You know, so what we're talking about here is we're talking about saying yes to God. You know, is the door of your heart locked? Mm-hmm. Unlocked. How, what does it look like to knock on the door? And, you know, is, is doctrine enough? And you brought in some great stats, I thought, you know. And so here, here's, here's one question. Here's a perception people have. Okay. Uh, God is just and sin has to be punished. Mm-hmm. So what is what do the majority of people say about that, Evelyn? Well, the minor is 13 percent say that's not true there's no god and and there's no sin you're just who you are and you do what you want to do 13 percent of the people in the world said that and then 16 percent said well neither you know he's he's not just and and sin doesn't have to be punished so you put those together and you've got 29 percent of the people that leaves 71 percent left who say yes god is just god does punish sin but there's more to it than just God being just and God mm-hmm. punishing Because, sin. boy, if you punctuate that sentence right, right there and leave that That's right. under the area of doctrine, mm-hmm. then what are you left with? Are you left with not only the closed doors of our heart, but the closed door of God? In other words, you know, 71% of the people, 100% of the people have sinned. 
Oh, yeah. 71 would say, okay, I agree that he's got to punish it. But, you know, are we knocking on a door that's been slammed in our faces? You know, God, a God slammed door yeah. that says, hey, tight. get out of here, yeah. you, you lousy sinner here. What's another one, Evelyn, another, that is a person is sincerely seeking God. I mean, you are seeking answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he or she can obtain eternal life through religions other than Christianity. What is now, that? Okay, so here's the, here's the byline under that. Is little, Christ the only way? Yeah, exactly. And it is, hey, you're a seeker. That's a great news. And you are, but what are you seeking? Does it make a difference what you seek? And here, 58% of the people are saying what? They're saying it makes a difference who you're seeking. But boy, when you look down here, that's, you know, 40%. Boy, those statistics have have really changed in this country. Well, people... um I think it began really when uh, the Beatles went to India. <laughs> really, Cindy? the poor Beatles. Okay, no. I got to hear this. Keep no. going. And 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 they it won them personally, mm-hmm. but it was what they represented in this nation. It they rep- and that was your generation. Cindy. Yeah, and I don't want to no, talk about you here today. Laugh. You, you know, my yeah. sister, according to according to them, everything bad that's happens come out of my generation. Oh no, nothing. <laughs> uh, but it was a time when, you know, uh, women began to uh, express their freedom and uh, uh, it began to be displayed publicly and virtue was not um, valued any longer uh, in some areas. Uh, a lot of things happened in America. It was about the same time that they took, you know, prayer out of schools and we began to question whether God was really blessing America or whether we were just all crazy and going the wrong direction. So, you know, a lot of things happen. But it is important for us to understand that God does have a plan, Sandy. He said, I know it. He told Mm -hmm. Jeremiah that I know it. I'm not going to change it. I am the same yesterday as I am today, or same today as I was yesterday. I have a plan, and that plan is that Jesus Christ would come and pay the penalty for sin. Pay the penalty for sin. So that if you come to realize that you have sin, that he is the penalty, he's paid it, it's paid for, you don't have to do anything. You realize what grace is, then your your whole life begins to change because two things happen. Number one, the word comes alive in your life. And secondly, the Holy Spirit comes in mm. and begins to empower you to understand God. You know, we look back at Nicodemus. Uh, Nicodemus, one day, uh, uh, as Jesus was passing by, he, uh, uh, he looked at Jesus and Jesus had made a statement. He said, what do you mean? I mean, it was a very... Well, well here's what mean? Jesus said. Poor Nicodemus. I mean, here's Nicodemus. You know, he's kind of a village man. Now, he was more educated than yeah. most. Yeah. And I mean, and he, he, but, and he was, obviously, he was a thinker yeah. and an analyzer. But Jesus says to him, unless you've been born again, again you're dead. Yeah. And, and Nicodemus goes, say what? Yeah. So people don't understand... Uh, 
the Borgan process. And back when I um, tutored internationals and PhDs to get their, you know, residence thing, that was one word that we did not use, you must be born again, because that influence of India uh, in that, you know, uh, life over uh, and over uh, and over, uh, see, that's the their process. Karma. Yes. Mm. So P, um, Nicodemus picked on it. He says, what do you mean by that? And Jesus said, how, how can I, I mean, he said, how can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? I mean, he was a thinker, as you said. And what did Jesus say? I assure you, no man can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and a spirit. Water is natural birth. Now, there are churches that say that includes baptism. But the main thing is, is it takes a natural birth, but it takes a spiritual birth as well. So it's okay sometimes. Well, and I love where we're, where we're jumping off because we, we're in this series of saying yes to God. And God says, you know, get out of the box. And so we've been talking about what it means to seek ask and knock Uh and so here we have these stats that say well in some cases you know seeking god's a great thing as long as you're seeking spirituality and then we have other stats that say no be careful what you're seeking you and Uh i'd fall into that vein but here's here's uh, so that people don't walk away thinking, well, when we talk about seek, you know, you're just out like the blind man groping around here with you know, no, India. Yeah. no rudder. You know, you're just seeking all these things. It's, it's basically we're saying this just like Nicodemus. We'll ask God what he means. You don't under, that's what seeking is. It's going back to God. Mm -hmm. It isn't going to Evelyn. It isn't going Mm -hmm. to Cindy. It isn't going to Guru. It isn't even always going to church to get the answers to things. It is that saying yes to God means you go back to God and say to him, what do you mean? Loving the heart of Nicodemus, Mm -hmm. Jesus then was gracious and generous to supply both the evidence of who he was in Nicodemus's life and the answer in the form of both truth and spirit. And that was our number one on our list, Evelyn, when we said, ask for the Holy Spirit's power. That's what Jesus is saying there to Nicodemus. He's saying, unless you're born again by the Spirit of God, then you are just walking in dead work. See, that was what the Pharisees and the Sadducees did. They were the lawyers. They were the professionally professional people their day who knew what God's requirement for life was under the Jewish system. And it was uh, basically started out as, as 10 ways to make your life better. We call them 10 commandments, 10 ways to live better. And then when the Pharisees, which was the church group, it was synagogue group, got hold of that, they multiplied that unto the point that if if you, uh, it was on the Sabbath thing, you know, honor the Sabbath, uh, where if you were a tailor, you know, you cut and made men's clothes or women's clothes, and you wore a needle in your lapel, that you could be put to death. They took the extreme of what God made very simple. And made a religion out of it that absolutely confused and 
disfused basically the Spirit of God. So that's why it's so important for us as for the Holy Spirit's power for his input, Cindy, into the questions that we have about Mm. life every day. And we're going to come back and we're going to continue to talk about Oh, we're going to talk about the Bible, Buddha, and the box. This is Love Talk (laughs) on the Word. Good morning. I am Cindy Vaughn. I love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word <clears throat> studio, excuse me, 1490 AM information with inspiration. And Evelyn and I are in the studio today. Of course, the founder of Love Talk and first lady of love talking about saying yes to, to God. And God says, get out of the box, Evelyn. Yeah. Get out of the box. He told the the first century Christians, those followers, Jesus followers, when he um, he was getting ready to go back to the Father, he said, first of all, I'll tell you something. Don't stay here. Get up. Get out of the box and go next door. Go downtown. He usually said, get out of town. Yeah. Get, out, get up. Get out of town and go tell. It's a three-point outline. <laughs> Cindy, we you know we're looking at some surveys that come from twenty nine almost three thousand people who are Protestant churchgoers. Oh, basically. okay. So that tells you we still have some education to do in our churches. <clears throat> but the one that we want to focus on, and we talk as we talk about looking for opportunities, is the God of the Bible is no different from the gods, you know, little gods, spiritual beings depicted by other world religions such as Islam, Hinduism. And Buddhism. Uh, 75% disagree, 13% agree, and 12% say neither. What's well, that about? Well, you know, geez, I don't even know where to go here. And the, here, I'm glad to see that 75% of, of Protestants disagree with this because mm-hmm. that would be truthful. Yeah. But you know, you and I deal with this every single day of our mm-hmm. lives, which is that, you know, people will say, well, you Christians, you're so intolerant, yes. which is makes you no different from the Muslims who would say Allah is the way and they're willing to die mm-hmm. for their principles. And you, you're as exclusive in your thinking as anyone else. Well, you know, Jesus said that he was the way. He said that he was the only way mm-hmm. to come to God. Yeah. And so he was either crazy, maniacal, narcissistic, liar, or the truth is that he is the only that's way. right. He is an unchiseled, unhewn God. He's not sitting on, uh, this is why often in Protestant churches, we don't have any pictures, depiction of, of Christ for the reason that the scripture talks about not making uh, graven images yes. of God. Right. And the reason that came out was because all of the false gods 
Mm-hmm. Whether it was a moon god, a dirt yeah. god, you know, sun god, an alligator god, were 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 chiseled and made by the hand of man. And so it does matter. It does. You know, Paul dealt with that in Rome when he finally got to Rome and he went there uh, because he knew that's where judgment was going to fall and God spoke to him uh, on Mars Hill. And Van, I've been there. We're going back uh, in, in a few weeks. Um, on Mars Hill is a little elevation hill that has all kind of false gods on it. Uh, in Paul's day, there was one to the sun, one to the moon, one to the fish, one to the toad frog. I mean, it was just really, uh, it's sort of a monumental hill. And um, Paul looked at that, and he was absolutely astounded. It gave him an indication of how important it is that we get the message out, that Jesus is the one true God. And he preached a sermon. Uh But the indication is really good because it tells us people are looking for the answers. Okay, so we're back to the seek, ask, knock. Mm -hmm. You know, so people are looking for the answers. answers. And and we say, good, good for you, but not all answers are equal. And because not all gods are equal. You and I can look for opportunities. I I opened the program talking about... You know, I think for one thing, you and I are looking for an opportunity every day. Yeah. Now, our looking for an opportunity might, to some people, say, well, they just, they're just crazy Why bother? for one thing. Yeah. yeah what difference crazy. does God make? But the opportunity we're talking about is, is an opportunity to encounter mm-hmm. the evidence of the reality of God. And the opportunity to trust in the faith of those things that are not yet seen. Right. That's what hope is. So you have two things going on. You have the evidence of the known and uh, of the seen, Mm -hmm. of encountering God. And then you have the opportunity to trust him. When we're talking about seeking, those are the, those are the paradigms we're talking about. They are, Cindy. And the thing that is so exciting about that is it doesn't have to happen behind stained glass windows. Well, it doesn't very often happen behind. This is the get out of the box. Mm-hmm. If you're living in a box and it's, I've got, I'm checking off the checklist here. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got X amount of time I'm doing this and X amount of time. You, you're making it religious rather mm-hmm. than relational. Right. It is to some degree you're setting yourself up for disappointment. I want to talk about another one, Evelyn. Okay. Tell us, talk about, and this is where we're talking about when we say look for opportunities. Yeah. Why are we looking for opportunities? Because we're expecting what? Miracles. See, Cindy, it is a miracle that you and I have been able to be blessed of God to do what we do. Some days it's just... That's a miracle we're alive. Well, yeah. You know, you and I both have major health issues. Major. Uh, You know, we've lived with them. Uh, Well, in any one point in time, we could have been completely sidelined by... 
in just health issues alone, maybe some emotional issues, some life experiences, any one of those things could have sidelined us. Our spiritual journey at different points was tough enough to be sidelined. And but the uh, we serve a miracle working God and we're the evidence of his handiwork. Sandy, when when we give back who we are uh, to the Lord Jesus and to the Holy Spirit, uh, we are infused in ways that cannot be described or cannot be um, explained, that God has a control over our life. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, you know, I mentioned that we, I was in Houston, and uh, late one evening we left um, Olive Garden to go back to the hotel, and I was riding with a lady, and um, she entered uh, 45, Interstate 45, which runs between Houston and Galveston, on an exit road. And immediately, when she got on the ramp, I knew what she had done. And all I could say was, Jesus, two cars, two cars came at us 60 miles an hour. And in the nick, we call it, of time, the second, the first one saw us and got over. But the second one saw her stopping, and he tried to go around her. And, of course, immediately was in our lane. Only God can work a miracle like that, Cindy, that you know, a poor choice could bring the death of three women or three individuals. Only God works okay. Why did he do that, Cindy? Because he has a plan. He has a plan. And besides that, we started our day. I started our day with praying for God's protection. Mm-hmm. We should never let our feet hit the floor, Cindy. That we don't ask for God's protection. We ask for his protect, provision. We give him a Santa Claus list. But it is critical that we who are serving him ask for protection and to be conscious of the things that are going on around about us. And those are miracles. You know, it's not like you have a hand and, uh, you know, it gets cut off and it comes back. God does those things. He did, he did that with Peter. Yeah, this but what a, we're saying, and we do believe those things, but we're saying in your everyday life. It's a life miracle. That is right. We want to be able to tell. This is what we saw at the Capitol is we saw day after day, hour after hour, women telling the testimony of the tragedy of their lives and the miracle of God's healing, restoration, and redemptive grace. Ellen, we're going to take our break. I know we were a little early, but we're going to take our break. And I want you to come back. I want us to continue to talk about expect miracles and go out of the way, go to out of the way places because you've got some, uh, some, uh, good information about what's been going on with Nick Vichisic. Oh, yes. You know, in both of those things going together, expecting a miracle, going to out-of-the-way out of places. This is Love Talk on the Word. Good. 
Good morning. I am Cindy Vaughn. I love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the Word Studios, 1490 AM. Information with inspiration. And in the studio, of course, with me is founder of Love Talk and First Lady of Love, Miss Evelyn Davison. And Evelyn, we're wrapping up our series on Say Yes and to God and uh, what it means to get out of the box yeah. and uh, get don't put God in the box. And get out of your own box. And we've talked about the the uh, asking for the Holy Spirit, looking for opportunities, and expecting miracles, and going to out of the way places. And I know that you love Nick Vichisic, and uh, yes. uh, you have just a little, uh, just a little example of what mm-hmm. we're talking about here. Well, you know, Nick doesn't have any feet, has no legs, has no thighs. He's got one little pitiful foot uh, with fingers on it, <laughs> toes, uh, and, and another little stubby. He has no arms, no hands. And he uh, he was a young man that we had a couple of years ago uh, come to the prayer breakfast uh, for NDP. And uh, this, um, he has since then had a baby. We think he's a Texan because we think he was conceived in Texas. It was about that time. Uh, but Nick has just returned a couple of months ago from Romania. Uh, he went there. He is on a world tour. I think he's doing that for five years. And the all the press that came back said there were over a million people who made decisions. Mm. One, I don't know how many people are in Romania. We have a group in Austin that just, I think, has returned from Romania, anxious to talk with some of them, David Smith and Marianne Kent, about, you know, what they saw there. But that's kind of out of the way for a guy that doesn't have any hands, doesn't have any feet. But why did he go, Cindy? That's what you have to ask yourself. It's because God has a call on his life to share with people that God has a plan. Uh, one of the, the doctrine issues that we, uh, we, and we've been talking about those today, the Bible is written, is the written word of God, and is totally accurate in all that it teaches. Do you know that only 10% of the people in the world disagree with that? It is totally accurate. Now, 8% don't believe either the thing. So what you're talking about is 18% that have doubts. But 82% agree that the Bible is the written word of God and is totally accurate in all that it teaches. Okay, so let's let's jump in here with both feet because um, the Bible, which continues to be the best-selling book on the best-sellers list for all time, but boy, people can... Get the Bible in a box. Sometimes people yeah. never take their Bible out of the box. Yeah, there's some that say you can't have anything but King James Version. Yeah, and so and then so you either not taking it out of the box or or you put it in a box and and leave it there. Uh, but when we're talking about seeking, as we are clarifying under this, seek, ask, and knock. It is important to have conversation about the word of God because this is where we encounter the truth of God this is where the word of God comes alive so that we not only believe God but we trust God 
the word of God comes and it heals and it restores mm-hmm. and it redeems. You know, uh, it, Psalm 63, 1 and 2 says this, Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. Mm-hmm. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Many believers find themselves thirsty and desperate for a closer, more intimate walk with Jesus. What does the word do? It refreshes. It revives a faint heart. And it restores the living water in our soul. Evelyn, what Woody, would you have to say about God's word and what it means to the heart of a Christian? Well, Cindy, when we moved to Austin, I, I was just desperate for God. I, I, you know, there have been many times in my life when I have been desperate. But I was desperate because we had a teenage son and an eight-year-old. And I didn't think God lived in Austin. Honestly, I didn't. And we, we for months, and we had a ranch in Lufkin, and we'd go back home once a month. You know, Mom and Dad lived close by, and they took care of everything, the horses and everything. Uh, because I could not make that move. I couldn't get out of that box. I mean, I was in a box. And I, um, I remember so vividly uh, one day reading that... Um, God says that if you will open your heart, open your eyes. And Paul said this in Ephesians. He said, I pray the eyes of your heart might see God. And so I started praying that prayer. Lord, I want to see you. I want to see you working. Little by little, I came to realize that I was dying of spiritual malnutrition. Mm. You know, there was just... I just didn't know really how to take the word and make it into what it needed to be in my life. I used it as a weapon against mm-hmm. my boys. I I had a little living um, a Proverbs promise book, and when they did something wrong, I read the word to them, and I said, okay, you did this, and you know you got a, especially Ephesians 6, you know. Uh, and then one day I woke up, and the Lord said, to me, and I, and you know, he didn't write it on a billboard or anything. He just said, Evelyn, I have a plan, and the plan includes this that you will have a future and you'll have hope. And that comes from Jeremiah 29 11. And so I started working two things, Cindy. I started working the principles of God and the promises of God. So I got a little book, All the Promises of, of, of from the Word. And I, I camped out on the one in Second Corinthians where, where Paul says, all the promises of the Father are yes in Christ Jesus. All of them. None of them will, not, will be no. If he promises this, he will give you this. And so I began to go through the Psalms and the Proverbs and write out in a daily journal what that proverb or that and the one that I captured on was, you know, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he'll not depart from that. And I put pages and pages in my journal of what do I need to do. It's just like Nicodemus, what do you mean, God? Well, how am I to train this child? 
And it was a revolution, a revelation to me, Cindy, how God uses his word to begin to change us and make us into what he wants us to be. And I had to trade in. It was like, you go get a new car. <laughs> I traded in some stuff. And I want to tell you what I traded in. I traded in my pain and my disillusionment for his purpose, my hurt for his hope, my worry for trust, my soul sickness for spiritual health. It was a sickness in my whole. I didn't know him well. I wanted to, but I literally didn't know. My shame for forgiveness, because every day I'd feel guilty. You know, I should have said this to them. Or, and, and that during that time, I was praying for my father because he was not a Christian. I prayed for him. 32 years became he, before he came to know the Lord. And then finally, I looked at my captivity that I was just uh, in, a, in a state of mind, in a state of heart, in a state of need as freedom. Freedom from having to do everything Evelyn's way. And honestly, Cindy, when I came to that conclusion, Evelyn, it doesn't have to be your way. Trust God. That's what one of the Proverbs says. Put your heart in your trust in him. The word of God came alive in me because of two things, his promises and the, and the principles. And the principles come from Proverbs. I wore out three Bibles, and I wore out carpet in two bedrooms, rearing our two sons. And I can tell you, it was a long journey, Cindy, but it is the truth of life. When we knock on the door of heaven, he will answer us. Now, if we don't knock, he won't answer. He will not answer if we don't knock. And there will come a time when you knock and he won't answer, when the Holy Spirit takes away that opportunity. Because eventually, you know, uh, the Lord says, open up for us. He will answer you. And I don't know where you're from, but where you, I don't know where you're going. And that's where we, when we come to that point that we say, I don't know where I am. I don't know where I'm going, but I want to be where you are. That is the answer that Nicodemus asked Jesus about. What do you mean when you say this? Mm. You know, Evelyn, uh, Psalm 18 says the word of the Lord is proven he is a shield to all who trust in him. For who is God except the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. And uh, then, of course, there's uh, the long uh, stanza of uh, that the hind's feet on uh, high places was written from this particular psalm. Yeah. Like you... In my early after radical conversion and committing my life to Christ, then I wanted to get into the Word of God. And Ellen, I would sit down to read the Word of God, and it, you might as I might as well have been reading Greek. Well, see, that was my problem. You I, know, mean, I am no, dyslexic. I was just like, and yeah, I was just like, I have no idea. Well, I prayed, mm -hmm. and I asked the Lord, mm -hmm. may the Word of God come alive. For me, yeah. may I encounter you through the word of God. And the Lord was generous, generous, generous in that regard. Years later, I, in one of my uh, health trials, I had a neurological problem. And I, my ability to read uh, left me. Mm. And I could 
literally I would have to stare at the same page on the Bible for hours, Mm -hmm. and I would walk away and not be able to make sense out of a single word of it. Mm -hmm. And when I was going through long periods of rehab, I said to the to the rehab people, I said, well, here's, you know, you can teach me how to walk again. You can teach me how to mm-hmm. vacuum again. You can teach me how to do all. I said, but the thing that's really, really I'm grieving over is the word of God. Yeah. I cannot read the word of God. It doesn't make any sense to me. I can look at a page and the mm-hmm. words are just garbled. I, I have no. And they said, well, we can teach you pretty much everything, but we don't have that ability. And so I prayed again, prayed again. and the Lord delivered yeah. the word. Yeah. Evelyn, what would you say to people out there who are seeking, asking, and knocking at the door? Well, I would say that he wants to communicate with you. He wants to intercept you. He wants to give you the things that he has in store for you. And it's just so simple. You just acknowledge you need him. You believe that he came and paid the price of love for you. And knowing that your sin is greater than anything that would come against him, uh, believe and then confess that you love him and commit your life to him. Just commit it one day at a time. Just say, Lord, I can live one day with you if you show me the way. You can get in touch with us at uh, lovetalknetwork.com. We would love to hear from you. Or call me on the love line at 512-249-6535. And just leave me a message and I'll get back with you. But we would love to hear from you. And we would invite you to join us on pointbroadcasting.com for the new television show. This has been Love Talk on the Word.